This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. December 21st. I'm acting like I know what day it is. I have no idea. Uh, but happy holidays. I hope that you guys are thriving and all of that good stuff. Uh, shout out to the live chat. Uh, wherever you're watching, if you hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. Uh, we'll do a little bit of housekeeping and then jump right into episode two of season five of Before the 90 Days. Catching flights and catching feelings. Um, shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Y'all, we've been busy with all the interviews between Ronald and Jojo and Sinjin coming up and Rose coming up and all the things coming down the pipeline. I'm super excited. Lots of stuff coming down. So thank you, Patreon subscribers, because without you, these shows wouldn't happen. Uh, You guys, if you want to support the show, bottom of the screen shows you where you can support the show. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, super set, chat super stickers all are very uh helpful in the creative process anywho let's talk about this new before the 90 days because i'm going to tell you this right now you guys i think this season's going to be the wildest ever i think that the couples are all so very mismatched but somehow they're going to make it work question mark i don't know but out the gate gino 51. Uh, Gino, I'm telling you guys, we have to keep our eye on Gino. Gino is like a cross between Paul and I don't I don't know. He's such a character, you guys, and I think that he's going to make this season outrageous. The Between the laugh and the pills and, and the birth control and the random toothbrush, like all the things, like what, what's happening? So he's halfway to Panama uh, to meet Jasmine. Uh, He's 51, she's 34. We find out in this episode that he's been divorced for the past seven years. um, And he's having a hard time finding love. And I don't blame him, you guys, because this new dating situation, I mean, if you're not already settled down, it's complete. (laughs) Crystal says a cross between Paul and Steven. Facts. (laughs) Um. If you're not already settled down, it's very hard. Like this whole dating app and like people presenting themselves and all their baggage and all, it's a lot. It really is a lot. So 
he's been having a hard time finding love, but he believes without knowing Jasmine, and you guys know how I feel about this whole online quote unquote relationships. Uh, but he feels like Jasmine is his future and he loves her and he wants to be with her and he's ready to marry her, have babies and everything after this trip, even though he's never met her in real life. So uh, we also meet Jasmine who is in Panama. She reminds me of uh, Larissa 2.0 and uh, she feels like men, most men are intimidated by, by her because she's hot, she's beautiful, and she's Latina. And then she says, you know, you can't tame Latinas. Um, <clears throat> Mom of two, teacher of American literature. Uh, none of her kids live with her, though. So her, her eldest lives with her ex. And then by what it sounded like, it sounded to me like they had two different baby daddies. So... First baby daddy was her ex-husband, boyfriend. We don't know, just ex. Um, and then her second child. C. Cruz, you're the best. Thank you so much for the support. You're really the best. I appreciate you guys. You, you have no idea. All the support is just really very helpful in putting all this together and sometimes I stress about it and you guys come through. So I appreciate you. See Cruz, see Cruz, see Cruz. You're the bomb. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so she has two baby daddies. That's what we know. One's living with the ex, one's living with her mom. And it's because he has some um, medical issues that he need to be by the countryside, she said. So we find out that she's a teacher Gino is an engineer and uh, <laughs> he's never dated an American before, which I find fascinating. Um, and she's never dated an American. So this is like a first for both of them. Um, but she finds like they're opposites because she likes to be healthy. She likes to be active. She likes to like, you know, the finer things in life. And we already seen Gino with his poor, poor boy, big boy, hungry boy, hungry man, hungry man, hungry man, frozen dinners and that like fake steak and cream of corn and chocolate milk and all the empty frozen boxes. I don't even think... I saw a stove. I just saw a microwave. So we already know where he's at and, and the hat. Like, there's so much going on with Gino. So they're very opposite. Um, <laughs> he likes junk food. She likes to be healthy. But I think that she thinks she's going to be able to change him. So we'll see. <laughs> so she's getting ready. She's uh, rented a suite because... Apparently, on top of having two baby daddies and two kids, she has a roommate. Um, and so I guess they want their privacy. So they've rented a suite at a hotel. And that's where they're going to spend their time. Now, that to me, you guys, is like a whole separate thing. I feel like if I'm online dating and I'm traveling to see you, I'm going to need to see where you live, right? Because we got to decide where we're going to live what our future looks like, if we are compatible, all the things. And I think that 
saying, hey, we're going to meet at this beautiful resort or this hotel or whatever gives you a false sense of reality because then you're both on vacation, but you really are not knowing this person because that person's not in their regular space. Do you know what I mean? We already know Gina's a slob. We already know he can't cook because we've seen his space, but she hasn't seen his space. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, "Mm, okay, why can't we go to your house again? Because you have a roommate? Well, you're 34. Why do you, and you're a mom, why do you have a roommate? And how does that work when, like, I don't know, you guys, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, too idealistic, but, like, you have a roommate, but you have two kids. Like, if the two kids live with you, would you still have a roommate? Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Anyhow, they're in this hotel, and the thing that's going to kill me about this couple is the baby talk. Now, I know, I know, I know. Some of you guys find it very, like, attractive. And some of you guys, I don't find it attractive. I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's romantic. I don't think it's a turn-on. I think it's weird. But they do this whole little baby talk, like, who's my little baby? Pretty Latina. What? She's a grown-ass woman. She's 34. Isn't she, like, a teacher? Why are you all talking like you're five? It's bizarre to me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it's sexy. Who's my little baby pretty Latina? Oh, God. Stop it. Um, And so we see <laughs> we see Jasmine. And did you guys notice? I don't know if you guys watched the family Chantel. Hey, Stevie. And Better Day's like, yeah, I can't do the baby talk. And Patty's like, baby talk, no. Ugh. Did you see her outfit? If you guys watched Fam- Family Chantel just last week, Nicole had the exact same outfit on. So then now I'm like, oh, Wardrobe must have bought like 10 of those bodysuits because we're all wearing the bodysuit now. And you know what I'm talking about? The one with like the ruching in the back so your butt looks good. I was like, oh, this is the exact same outfit that Nicole just had on last week. Wardrobe error. Wardrobe, there's too many clothes in the world for you to be lazy like that. Like, let me just get this in all 10 colors. I'll put it on Paola. Uh, I'll put it on Nicole. I'll put it on this new Jasmine character and anyone else. I wouldn't be surprised if we see crazy... uh, What is her name? Natalie. Crazy Natalie in that same outfit. I wouldn't be surprised. So... We find out that Gino's favorite color is blue. Um, and we also find out that there's like some, I don't know, how, how to like some kinkiness in her. There's some kinkiness, like spanking and all of that stuff. And she tells us all that she's not used to, you know, dating a delicate man. Um, but she also doesn't want to give him a heart attack because he's older. What we find out is that when they met, he lied about his age. So Gina's 51, but he said he was 44. And it wasn't until after that he told her the truth. Like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm not 44, I'm 51. Which, you know, is part of the whole online dating shenanigans. Um, and then we meet her friend, Giselle, Ginsel her BFF, and she came over to the hotel suite to help decorate for Gino's arrival. 
she has concerns. She has questions as we should all, whether or not, you know, do you really know him? And, you know, are you worried about the age difference? You know, he has trust issues and all the things. And we also find out that she has trust issues and she thinks that all men, air quotes, are cheaters. Um, and that you can be perfect, but you're never enough. So if you're never enough, they're always going to cheat on you. Well, how is that any type of way to get into a, a new relationship, Jasmine? I'm curious. Like, how how will you possibly be successful if you already think the worst of your potential new partner? <laughs> Patty says, these couples never met a lie they don't like. Facts. Facts. Um, so her friend is worried about this whole situation, but her friend also calls her a psycho, which I think is very telling. Psycho is a very strong word. So for a friend to be like, yeah, you know, Jasmine psycho, what is that saying? And we've already seen a bit of the psychoness in, you know, her having to know Gino's every single move where he's going and call me, you tell me in the dude, the dude, you're talking to the waitress, you're talking to the server. Okay. Calm down. Really? Like. Let's be real here. That is not how the real world works. Be nice to your service providers because it's a hard job. And so no one likes a shitty attitude. And how you treat servers really says a lot about who you are, in my opinion. So Gino arrives in Panama. He's doing the Darcy bathroom freshen up, like, you know, is cleaning up. Because you know what? Traveling long distances, you do feel really, like, grimy because you... You haven't been able to shower in for however long, 20 hours, 30 hours, and close contact, and with all the, all the things that are happening in the world. Yeah, I get it. You're going to do a Darcy freshen up. Um, Jasmine's super excited to meet him. She's hoping that that connection that they have online is going to translate in real life and that they have a real physical connection. And <clears throat> Gino is, A, worried that he's going to be able to perform B, about Jasmine's trust and jealousy issues. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, I can already tell you guys that that's going to be a huge issue for both of them. I think that they both kind of have their own boundary issues. And so if they're not going to get be able to get past that, then it's going to be a major obstacle. You know, you guys met on a lie, but all of a sudden you're going to have a real relationship. How's that going to work? Um, oh my God, this guy, the laugh and the giggles that he does, it's just, it's, it's a lot for me. And we have a whole season of giggles, you guys, a whole season of his, oh, oh my God. So they meet, she kisses him. He thinks that she's super, super hot. She's beautiful. And then commences the baby talk and a lot of it. And for me, it was like, oh my God, see how annoying that is? That's how it felt. Um, then they start making out. Um, and she's like, she turns to him and says, I'm going to break you tonight, baby. Little does she know that he's brought the pills, he's brought the birth control. No. He's brought the pills and he's brought the pregnancy test, but he doesn't know 
that she's on birth control, which I think, you know, again, with the lies, right? Like, how are we, how are you planning to marry this chick? After like a two, three week visit, you brought, you had this presence of mind to bring all this random shit and you don't really know her, which is what I've been trying to tell y'all from the beginning, having an online relationship. You you don't know them. You only know what they tell you. Do you know what I mean? Like here I am on camera. Once I get off camera, I'm going to put my sweats on. I'm going to chill in my apartment. You only know what I tell you. You don't know like what's happening over here. And that's, that's my problem with online dating. It's like, you have to actually spend time in real life and know that you're compatible. But meanwhile, you're saying that you're marrying this person. You're obviously not going to have protected sex if you already brought pregnancy tests. You've known her for 30 seconds in real life. How does that work? Someone explain it to me because I cannot. So... Uh, he's nervous to be, Dino's nervous to be intimate with her. He doesn't want to disappoint her because as you know, he hasn't had sex in forever. He brought a gaggle of pills with him that he bought online. Um, but you know, he sees them being together forever. Um, and he's already ready to marry her. He thinks that they have a special connection, all the things they get to the hotel and she's got the rose flower petals, which I thought was interesting because she wrote in initials, Gina, excuse me, Gino loves Jasmine. She didn't write Jasmine loves Gino. Y'all, did y'all pick that up? Gino heart J Jasmine. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. You're the one that's creating the space and you're not saying, hey, you know what? I love this dude. You're saying, oh, you know what? This dude loves me. He loves me. He sends me money. He pays for my lips and my eyes and my hair and my chest and my nails and all the things. Yeah, apparently he loves you. So let me just go ahead and and, and make it very obvious. Oh my God, I cannot with these two. <clears throat> so for me, you guys, between the hat, his laugh, <laughs> and the, oh my, blah, 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 the baby talk, it's too much. I'm only in episode two and I'm like, I don't know. I know that Gino is going to be super entertaining, but He's 51. The baby talk 51 doesn't melt with me. Like it just, I can't wrap my mind around it. And then the laugh is like a whole, I get like it's nerdy and women love nerdy. You know, we love it, but like you can't pass the threshold of nerdiness and just be like extra with it, which I feel like he is. And then the hat situation, you're, I was about to call him full. You're going to need to take your hat off at some point. You're going to need to take your hat off at point. Crystal says there are sensory overload. That's exactly it. I'm looking at you. It's the hat. It's the 1980s jeans that are like super high up on your waist, tucked in shirt, and then the laugh, and then the baby talk. It's just a lot going on. So he has some gifts from her. He's gotten her an electric toothbrush. I don't know what that says. Her face said it all, though, you guys. She was not impressed whatsoever. 
Um, and he got pregnancy tests, not knowing that she's on birth control. Um, and then, you know, they're hanging out in the bed. And and you guys know I'm a little like, I just don't like stuff that grosses me out. You know what I mean? I don't want to say I'm OCD because I really am not. I just don't like gross stuff. I personally would not just jump into bed with my shoes on, the clothes that I've traveled in in the last 30 hours without showering and all the stuff. And then that's the same bed that you're going to like jump back into and sleep in. It's, it's too much, but they're lying in the bed and she's looking at his phone. She's his screensaver on his phone and she wants the password. He pauses for way too long. And I'm like, is Gino getting action like that? Where Gino has other women? Because what is he pausing about? Is he pausing because he, it's an invasion of his privacy? Or is he pausing because he has something to hide? Whatever it is, he paused. And they finally answered and said, well, you know, I don't have a password. It's my face. She's like, oh, great. So if you're sleeping, I can just, you know, slide it across your face and pow, it opens up. She's like, that's good. He's super worried that she's too controlling. Um, and so we'll find out. <laughs> We'll find out. Crystal said, the way he said he wasn't sure if they had those in Panama, as if that makes it better. Right. Right, Gino. And Patty says, just wait till Jasmine pulls out the bullwhip. Oh, whoa. Crystal says, well, Steven's got women, so Gino probably gets them too. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. On to uh, Caleb and Alina. The thing that I'm finding super interesting about this, uh, and I get why TLC is doing it, um, I think I told you guys on the last show that I would prefer if they would just introduce us to all the couples at first and then we learn their storyline. I hate like getting invested in each couple because there's still two couples we haven't met yet, you guys. And I know that they do filler couples and if we're not going to meet them uh, by the next episode, they're definitely just going to be filler couples. But I still would rather meet all the couples so that we had a broader aspect of what was going on. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then the second thing that I think is interesting is that we're just meeting the other partner. However, with Caleb and Alina, they obviously had producers and production in both of their places because we met Alina right away in real life. And I get that they're doing that because she's the first little person that they've had on the franchise. Um, but at the same time, I just feel like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't balance out my experience. Do you know what I mean? Like film it all the same way, film it all the same way. Either we meet everyone at once or we don't, we come to them or we don't like, I don't know. I just like the balance of, of, of what it could be. Anyhow, Caleb, it's never dated a little person before. Um, if you don't know, and I posted it on our social media, but Caleb is also a bodybuilder, you guys. Like, he's super into bodybuilding. He does, like, fitness competitions, all the things. And you see in this episode, and you'll see in the social media, he has, like, super long hair. And he always wears that beanie and hides it. And it's like that long hair crew. And I challenge you. I challenge you guys right now to name all the long-haired 90-day cast members you can think of, because there's a lot of them. There's, like, at least 
I want to say there's at least nine. I'll give you all the stars. I'll I'll even pop your comment on the screen and shout you out if you can name at least six long-haired 90-day fiance cast members because I feel like they have a lot in common. So he finally is telling his parents that he's about to go to Turkey to visit a friend. He hasn't really told them anything about Alina, that he's in this quote-unquote relationship with her. I'm surprised that they don't know about her if they've allegedly been friends for the last 13 years. And he hammered 13 years in this whole episode. So how do your how do your parents not even know about her? Even if she's just your online friend and she's so important to you, how have you never said, oh, you know, Alina said this the other day or whatever, whatever, for 13 years? Now, y'all already know what I'm going to tell you because I don't believe it for one minute. Uh, Better Day says she can only think of Andrew and Steven with the long hair. You've got a ways to go, my friend. There's there's a lot more than that. Um, <clears throat> so he tells her parents he's going to Turkey. Uh, he tells his parents that Alina is a little person. And then it got into this weird, I, I mean, I guess the parents have questions, right? But it was just so typical, right? Like, we, we are in 2021. Like, do better. It was just so typical. Like, oh, you know, so, like, how tall is she really? And, like, is she a wheelchair? And the dad's like, you know, is that going to be in the way of the things that you like to do? How would that be in the way, right? Like we all can get, we can all live our best lives. And maybe there are some things that we can't do, but there are a lot of things that we can do. And that goes for any anybody, anybody, whether they're able-bodied or not. I just thought that that was just so stereotypical. Um, so, like, how tall is she? Is she in a wheelchair? Is that going to prohibit you to do the things that you like to do? Um, and Sheila and Craig, his parents, are shocked by this. And they're shocked by her being a little person slash dwarf, their words, not mine. Um, the fact that she's in another country. The dad's worried about, like, oh, if this works out and there's children, does dwarfism um running the family all the things like you know what why don't you do your own research craig and educate yourself so you don't sound so crazy i just i don't know i just didn't like it i didn't like the stereotypes i didn't like the whole like ooh, ah, oh my god what the listen she's probably more beautiful talented and has a better personality than than i've seen of your son caleb by a million yards so it's probably because you ask questions like this and caleb was raised by you so he is a little self-absorbed life doesn't work like that uh you guys are trying to name so crystal has sinjin yes andrew yes steven yes river will count yes although I posted in our social media. If you haven't seen, River has a whole new look. You're missing out if you haven't seen it. <clears throat> uh, Ed, Robert, yeah. So, so far, Crystal's doing good. She has one, two, three, four, 
five. She has five of like the nine I can think of. <clears throat> so anyways, I'm a little like, eh, with Sheila and Craig. The parents think that Caleb's a little like risk taker. It, it makes them anxious. Uh, so they're a little just concerned about the whole thing. The one thing that I'll tell you that they said that I agreed on, and I, I've been saying it, and I will continue to say it. They were like, you know, it's different meeting someone virtually versus meeting them in real person in real life. And I was like, that's the only thing that I can agree that you said in the last five minutes. It's absolutely different. You think you could have a complete connection with someone online and there's chemistry and everything, but you know what? That's your representative. You're showing the best of you. You've been able to put on your best light, put on your best clothes, put on your best hair, put on your best face, put on your best lighting and go. It's going to be your best version. Even here, you can only see like this part of me. Like, yeah, you can video chat and you can have like sexy time that we've seen Memphis have and all the things, but it's not the same as being face to face with someone and seeing if you have that like instant je ne sais quoi, like the the love, the moment, you know what I mean? So that was the only thing I agree with, with them about. So he just lands, he's exhausted, he says, he smells, he's traveling 30 hours. Um, he's now realizing too that in real life is going to be different than, than being just 13 years online. Now, here's the thing. This fall, packed for turkey, his protein powder, his tarot deck, condoms, a book, more beanies, and he had one suitcase. So I was like, um, are there clothes in there? Are there essentials in there? Like... What's your what's your story going to be for three weeks? I mean, I've heard of traveling light, but tarot cards, clean socks, protein powder, clean underwear. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But he feels like he's a super sexually open person. And, you know, he's used to, quote unquote, regular size sex. Whatever. Regular size sex. What does that mean? Um, and so he feels like, you know, he's been taking regular size sex for granted. And, you know, he's like, you can't just like make out and have sex. It's either either or situation. You're either like here or up here. And I was like, mm, Caleb, what are you saying exactly? So he feels like he doesn't know what to expect. Um, you know. Josh, his brother, brought him to the airport, and they had that whole bro frat vibe. Totally just reminded me of being in university and, like, just, like, that frat. He's 28, dude. So, 28, you're still, like, you're old enough to know better. Why do you still have that frat boy vibe? Why? But Josh's brother thinks that 
Caleb and Alina are too different, that it's not going to work out. And, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I have a spoiler. It's not my spoiler. It's not my news and gossip. It's not anything that I can confirm. And nor have I looked to confirm it yet. But the word on the street, and close your ears if you don't want to hear the spoiler, you know, just go la, 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 la for the next 30 seconds. But apparently they're still together. And according to the person that sent me this information, um, they're like receipts. I was like, these are receipts. This is just like TV. This is like... um marketing. So their receipts are the fact that uh, Caleb and Alina have a joint cameo account uh, present day, which means that they must still be together. And I don't think that that's true. I don't think that that, I think that they're marketing geniuses. I think that they decided, hey, Alina wants to pursue her music Caleb wants to pursue just being like um, an inf- a fitness influencer and a learned individual. And this was their opportunity to say, hey, listen, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. This is a great storyline. And I think that that's, that's all this is. So then you top that off with, hey, we can do cameos together, make money together, all the things. I think it's that more than, oh, they're still together. That's my personal opinion. So take it for what it is. Hey, Dasha. So Alina, she's also packing. She's 27. Let me tell you that Elijah was the star of this episode. We all need friends like Elijah. Elijah is like the real MVP. The real, real. So uh, Elijah helps her a a lot in her life. Um, He's a really good friend. And he's worried about Caleb because, you know, he doesn't really share Caleb, doesn't share his emotions. So they don't really know, like, what his intentions are and how he truly feels. Um, But we find out that they've been friends for six years. And he feels that Alina is one of a kind and she is a fierce bitch. And I'm for it. So no matter how it goes, he says, I'll be next to her. And you won't feel neglected. And I was like, okay, Caleb, we all need friends like you. Like those that support you, lift you up, say you're the shit, you're the bomb, you're the this, and I got your back, all the things. Um, I'm here for I'm here for Elijah. I actually want to know a little bit more about his backstory. I hope we get to find out a little bit more about him uh, this season because he kind of looks fascinating to me between like the red hair and the Russian and all the things like what's his whole story. I'm about it. I want to know more. Uh, But Alina, she's nervous on route to the airport, but she's happy that she's finally going to get to meet Caleb. She hopes that, you know, he'll hug her with his big, strong arms, which I thought was funny because I didn't know the meaning of that until I saw his fitness pictures. And I was like, oh, she's not, she's not lying. Like he's, he's super fit and does have strong arms. Um, but he just wants, she wants to make sure that Caleb sees her for who she is and not just her being a little person um, because she's more than that. And so far, you guys, I said it last week and I'm say, I'll say it again this week. 
that TLC has such a great opportunity here to really shed light and awareness on little people and how they live and their lifestyles and that they're just people too. And I think that there are a lot of things that we don't know that we assume or we stereotype. And so they have a big opportunity here and I hope that they take it because at this, on the flip side, they also have opportunity for people that don't have the ability to travel, whether it's money or time or whatever it is. And so they travel through what they see. And a lot of people aren't going to be able to go to the countries that, that this franchise films at. And I just think that they have such an opportunity to show more of the world and not in such a stereotypical play way. You know what I mean? Because it, it's just so stereotypical. Um, so I just hope that they continue to allow her to show her best self. And I'll tell you what, she's like excellent. If she's going to be the poster child, which I'm not saying she is, but she is beautiful. She's smart. You can tell she's educated. She's, you know, she went to all the things and she comes across awesome queen that she is. And I'm all for it. So if the network or the production company is not going to get it right, I know that she will. And, you know, bravo to her for that. So <clears throat> they've arrived in Turkey. Uh, they're meeting their random friend, Maria, who Alina knows from university, that's going to pick them up from the airport and take them to uh, their hotel. She's going to be staying, Alina, in the same room as Caleb. And it's so funny because... It's the some of the things that we think about as women. Like she's she's never met this girl, guy, she's never spent any time with him in real life. All of a sudden, you guys are gonna be sleeping in the same room, sleeping in the same bed, sharing a space, bathroom, all the stuff. And she's you know she's worried about pooping in front of him, which is absolutely something that women think about, right? Because you want to feel comfortable, you know, and you want to feel and appear like sexy and all the things. But then a commercial came on that I was like, you know. It's 2021. All people poop. We all know that. So then I was like, okay. But it is something we think about. Uh, Maria drops them off. And the pandemic hits us hard because they're in, in curfew. So they have to be home by 8 p.m. Uh, they go to the front desk, find out that this hotel doesn't have an elevator. Uh, and they're going to keep her wheelchair in the lobby, like, why wouldn't you just bring it to her room just in case, I don't know, like, maybe she needs it in her room. I, I just, not wheelchair accessible is no bueno at all in my books. And she, and not in her books either, because she's really upset that Caleb chose this hotel because it was up to him to, like, do the booking and all that stuff. And when they get in the room, they find out that the bed is super high and Elijah's like, yeah, it's even high, high for me. Um, but he's also such a great friend. He's like going around the room, like, are the lights accessible? Is the toilet accessible to you? Like, do we need to put a stool or a chair here? All the things like he gets her and he's there for her outside of himself. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he, he doesn't get anything out of this, but being a great friend and bravo, Elijah, because great friends are really hard to find. So Alina's upset with 
Caleb and she thinks that maybe that he doesn't understand her abilities, which I think that they probably didn't have that conversation. So I agree that he probably doesn't understand them. Uh, she wants Elijah to come with her to the airport, but then she wants him to leave, which I'm like, well, what's the point of him coming all the way there? If you're going to like go into the airport and he just like, what, what's the point? Elijah should just walk around Turkey, grab a coffee, and I'll see you guys later for dinner or something. Why is he going all the way there? Like, don't take advantage of your good friends on the flip side. Treat them just as good as they treat you. Just saying. Because men can come and go. Women can come and go. Potential love interests can come and go. But your friends will be will be there in the beginning and they'll be there in the end. Uh, Patty says, number five issue to be discussed. That is hilarious. Four issues. Yeah. Yeah. We can add that to the list, Patty. We can add that to the list. Um, so... She gets ready and, you know, he's ironing her shirt. He's just, I mean, I'm just, Elijah, you're the bomb. Elijah, you're the bomb. Anyways, he takes her to the, to the airport and he's super supportive. He, he hypes her up. Stay beautiful, stay fierce, and watch this guy. And I was like, that's it. That's all we need. We need. We all need an Elijah in our lives. All right. I want to say this. So I'm moving on to Kim and Soldier Boy. Kim seems lovely, you guys. She seems lovely. I just can't shake the feeling I have that Soldier Boy is 100% just scamming us for attention. He's scamming us for his music. I saw a meme the other day that just stuck in my head because absolutely true. And the meme said that Soldier Boy is going to make us hear his music one way or the other. And I think that that is 100% true. Like, he's like, oh, I'm an international superstar. Says who? What album did you release? And what top 10, 20, 30, 50,000 million list did it get on? Because... You have, in my personal opinion, some people love him and love his music and all the things. I'm not saying that he's not a creative type. I'm just saying international superstar is a bit of a stretch, right? Are we now going to then call him a living legend? What have you done? And what have we heard that it's all over? Even if you listen to like Afro beats or, you know, Latin jazz, there are a ton of artists that make those lists. And me as an entertainment reporter covering like American Music Awards and um, the BET Awards and Ebony Awards and all the awards, I have not once seen Soldier Boy, aka Usman, international superstar on any type of list. Now I get speaking it into existence and so it will be, but I feel like it's a little bit more than that. I feel like he's just like, hey, I need some more exposure, so what can I do? Oh, I have a relationship with 90 Day. I'm going to meet some random fan, which I already know that she's a fan. 
And so I'm going to make her hype me up with wearing my, my merchandise and keep telling her to say international, like as if it's part of its name, international superstar. Um, oh, Crystal says, I'd be more into Soldier Boy storyline if we saw Zara instead. Uh, Christmas is this Saturday, so I don't think we're going to have a news and gossip show, Crystal, on Friday. But I'll tell you this, I have such tea on Zara already. I have so much tea on Zara. Uh, let's just say this is not the last we're going to see of Zara, Crystal. And let's just say that there's video. That's all I'll say. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, I don't know why you're not a subscriber. You're completely losing out. For five mucks, five mucks, five bucks, you can have all the tea all the time. Um, but yeah, I have all the tea, Crystal. Don't you worry. I got you. I got you. So anyways, long story short, I, I'm not buying the whole Usman thing. I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying it. And I'm going to try to wrap my mind around it, but I'm just not buying it. How do you guys feel? Let me know in the live chat. Let me know if you're watching the replay in the comments below. Do you think that Soldier Boy is on 90 days to actually find true love? Do you think that Soldier Boy is actually going to give his quote unquote potential girlfriend a real shot? Because I'll tell you something that he posted on his social media how much he like made the right decision and how he just likes her, not likes her. He didn't even say likes her. Didn't even say loves her. He was like, you know, she's, I'll tell you exactly what he said because I haven't posted it yet. Cause I just been sitting on it. This dude says, I believe I have, and he meant to say chose, which is not a word, but still spelled incorrectly. C H O O E D the right one with a heart and the prayer emoji, Kimberly Dawn. And the and the video that he attached to it was, oh, what? She's giving you something? She's giving you a PlayStation 5? Is that why she's so amazing? Okay. But guess what? He doesn't tag the right Kimberly. He tags this random other Instagram account. Meanwhile, Kimberly's IG, it's, it's, wait, where's my camera? It's Kimberly90, and he tags some random other account. That just shows me that, A, you don't know your woman. Clearly, you guys don't, like, tag each other a lot. Yes, it could be an honest mistake, but guess what? It's If you go to his thing, it's still there. He didn't even bother to correct it. He doesn't care. And then that story got picked up by In Touch Weekly. They posted this photo of him and they said, oops, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day star, Usman Soldier Boy Umar raved over his romance with new girlfriend, which he didn't rave at all. Uh, raved over his romance with new girlfriend Kimberly in a sweet tribute post and eagle-eyed fans were quick to notice he tagged the wrong woman with the like emoji still hasn't corrected it to this day 
so you can't tell me that this is not all just about his music. Okay. Okay. Dasha says, no, Soldier Boy is on the show for exposure. And Crystal says, no way. It's the exact same storyline without saying Lisa's name. He he don't want that chick. Absolutely not. He's in it for the come up. Talking about, J oh, listen, let me get to that. Let me get to that. Let me get back on track. Okay, so. um, Met Lizama online 11 months ago. And you guys, I actually saw their lives on Instagram. Like they went live together quite a few times. So I remember when she was just a fan. So I find it super fascinating, full circle that she's now in the show. She's meeting him in Tanzania. Why, you guys? Why is she meeting him in Tanzania and not in Nigeria? Oh, because guess what? He's shooting a music video. If that's not shoved down my throat every five seconds. Uh, she's worried about her mom. She hasn't been away from her mom in all this long. And, you know, she's her mom's primary caregiver. She's worried, like, if something happened to her, you know, what she would do, which was completely giving me uh, Angela vibes and Angela going to Nigeria, having the same situation with her mom or at least a similar situation. I was like, all the storylines are all just the same, just like switching out the people. It's just like, um, uh, but the mom, she's like, mom's like, I'm going to be fine. All is good. Go and have a great trip. And I hope that there's actually a real love connection for her because, you know, she's already in love with Usman and, she wants to prove to Usman that she's not like his ex-wife. She's better than her, her words. And so she's got 30 hour travel time ahead of her. And she is willing to like make that sacrifice to prove her worth to her man. S for said, did he tag the wrong woman or is he doing it on purpose? No, he tagged the wrong woman. S for He tagged the wrong woman. And he tagged the wrong woman and didn't fix it. So then we go to Isman, who's 32. Uh, he's in the studio conveniently because where else would he be? And he calls himself an international superstar king of Africa. Now, me being African myself, I'm going to tell you that I don't know about international superstar. Well, I do know. Because I just said to you guys earlier, international in what sense? Like where internationally? Where if I went to Canada and asked them if they weren't part of the 90 Day franchise, do you know who Soldier Boy is? They're going to say, yeah, I know who Soldier Boy is because they're thinking Soldier Boy, that Soldier Boy, not friggin' Usman Soldier Boy. Okay. So that's not true. And then King of Africa, there are a ton of amazing, talented African artists that I don't want to be asshole, that are very popular and very well known. Okay. I just don't know if this Usman Soldier Boy is that at that same caliber. But he says he's been singing for 10 years. His career is moving to the top. Um, and his goal is to have concerts all over the world. And he wants to be at the celeb status. And then, you guys, the people that he names. I was like, 
again, I believe in like the positive thinking and, you know, striving for the top. But I know that you're, what you're not about to do, singing for 10 years, is with autotune and no album out. Okay. You might have a one song for Lisa and now you're going to have one new song for Zara. But like, what else you got? You got an album out that I can download on Apple. Do you have an album that I can listen to in completeness on Spotify? Like, tell me, do you? Anyways, he wants to have celeb status like Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Jay-Z. He believes it. So it's going to happen. Let me just say those names again. Michael Jackson, Soldier Boy. Chris Brown, Soldier Boy. Jay-Z, Soldier Boy. <sighs> Anyways, he talks a little bit about his ex-wife and how she was controlling... Um, and her controlling nature affected his career. Oh, what am I doing? Why is it so quiet? If you're listening to the podcast, it's because I'm side-eyeing. Her controlling nature affected your career? Anyways, they're divorced now. And uh, if you guys haven't... If you guys don't know, there's a whole lot of online passive aggressive drama happening between baby girl Lisa and Usman. It's outrageous. He went on this diatribe and posted like his doctoral thesis on why she like screwed him over. And then she is posting like these passive aggressive inspirational posts against him. It's like a whole big mess, you guys. It's a whole big mess. And, you know, I have my theories on that, whatever. Um, But he talks about her and, and her her controlling ways, which we all know how she was. And, and I'm not even going to rehash that because, you know, she's not on the show for a reason. So he's dating... And he met Kimberly, who was a fan online. Something about her was more special. Uh, he's not in love with her, he says, but he loves her kindness and her loyalty. Yeah, you love the fact that she's a super fan. That's that's going to make your head big. And, you know, when she's bringing you PS5s and sending you money and all the things, yeah, you're going to love the fact that she's kind and loyal because you're getting shit out of it. So he says that, that he's not in love with her, but quote unquote, She's my potential. And I'm going to figure out if I want to be with her because she's my potential. Well, we already know what that means. No. Soldier boy, you are. We all know what you're doing. You think you're slick, but it's very blatant to any of us that this is a come up for you. This is you clout chasing your career to the top so that you can be MJ, Chris Brown, Jay-Z in your mind. But you already are, here. here's like the juxtaposition. On the one hand, you're like, oh, I'm an international superstar. Well, if you're an international superstar, then you would already be at that level of career 
where there's the Jay-Z, Michael Jackson, and Chris Browns, who are international superstars. So what are you? You're either or. You're either not there yet, or in your mind, you're there yet. And so you should be able to have a catalog of music that is comparable. And until you have a catalog that's comparable, then don't tell me that you're an international superstar. Because there are even stars that are local to wherever you live, whether whether they're American or Canadian or or Venezuelan or whatever, local stars who are local stars that are very, very talented, but they're not known internationally. And if you think about it, there are very few celebrities that are known internationally. There are a few of them. Michael Jackson, yes. Madonna, yes. Jay-Z, yes. Beyonce, yes. Soulja Boy, Anyways, he's hanging out with his his boys. So we've got Bambos, his manager, and Slam T is assistant. And Slam T, you know, he's he kind of reminded me a little bit of myself. Like he was just telling Usman exactly how it is. He's like, it's very unnecessary for Kimberly to come here, to be honest. Like, you're here to work. You're here to shoot your m- music video. Why are you having this woman come here? We've been down this road before. You did it just with your ex. It was a mess. You got sidetracked. You got distracted. And all the things that didn't work out. And now here it's history repeating itself. You need to focus on your music. This woman is old as your ex. She's an American. Same thing that we're saying. Same thing. Although Kimberly seems very sweet. That's the difference. Like I'm rooting for her because she seems very sweet. And I think that she delivers deserves love and oh by the way her son super smart super successful and he's hot just saying so she did some good things she did some things right in her life um we also find out that soldier boy is talking to this zara girl that he also met online black girl gorgeous young american he wrote this song for her um and so this is the music video that they're shooting in Tanzania. And he fell in love with her, but she couldn't handle his, quote, female fans. So they stopped talking. And then he said something that you guys, I'm going to, let me set you this the picture, okay? I'm sitting in my living room. It's getting a little bit colder, so I have, like, my slippers on. I have a hoodie on. I have sweatpants on, and I have my slippers on. I just made some tea, and it was English breakfast tea. And I drink tea, like, the English, so it's a little bit of cream, a dollop of sugar. I'm blowing on it. About to sip. And thank God I didn't take a sip because I probably not only would have burnt my mouth, but also would have spit it out. He said, and I quote, being famous for you, it's honestly, it's difficult to know who loves you genuinely. Did I, did I miss something? So now you're not only an international superstar, you consider yourself so famous that you're having a hard time finding out who really generally loves you. 
on to Memphis. I really like this Memphis character. I feel like she is giving a snapshot of real life, right? So we already know that she really had a tough upbringing. We already know that she is, in essence, a success story. Do you know what I mean? From foster house to foster house to foster house to abandonment issues, all the things, and still, and single motherhood, you know, baby daddies, all the things. And she still put herself through school, uh, got her bachelor's degree. Um, I think she has a BSN actually, a registered nurse, all the things, which I don't know if you guys know about nursing, but it's very, very difficult. It's a very hard career and there are levels to it, right? And so getting your BSN is a huge deal. It's very hard. So she's very smart. Anyways, it's her travel day. Uh, I noticed that, did you guys notice that she had a, I thought that there, she was talking to camera and you know how TLC production doesn't really tell you when you look fucked up. Like we've seen Darcy and Stacy's weaves all hanging out. Um, we've seen uh, Michael, I want to say his name is, hair all like messed up. Oh, excuse me. She's a nurse practitioner. So even more than a BSN, she has her MSN because she's a nurse practitioner, which means she's got her master's in nursing. My bad. Thank you for clarifying that, Crystal, because that's even harder. That's even, that's like the next level. Like, I'm not a nurse, don't claim to be a nurse, but I'll, I know this, that there are some small cities that the nurse practitioner and the doctor are equal. The nurse practitioner knows everything that the doctor knows and can do everything that a doctor does. So just saying. Okay. Um, bah, 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 travel day. Anyways, lip piercing, nose piercing. At first I didn't know it was a lip piercing. I thought she had something on her, her lip and I thought that it was messed up. The production wasn't telling her, but on closer glance, it was a piercing. Um, so she has a foster sister, Ingrid, who is one of her favorite people because it was one of the favorite homes that she was in, which just like broke my heart. Uh, they're having breakfast and you guys know how I feel about paper plates. Why does everyone eat on paper plates? Is that a thing? Now, because every I saw it in Gino's house, I'm seeing it right now in Ingrid's house. Everyone's eating off of these paper plates, y'all. And I'm just like, if you're gonna do brunch, you, like they're drinking mimosas or having what bacon and eggs. Although you were having like bacon and then peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and, uh, like just can we? Can we just have like a nice brunch with proper plates and proper cutlery and real flutes and just enjoy ourselves? I'll offer to wash the dishes. <sighs> Anyhow, uh, Ingrid has some concerns. Uh, hasn't seen them interact in real life. So she has some real issues with this whole situation. And Memphis has no issues. She's going off quote unquote faith. Uh, she feels like, you know what, FaceTiming is enough, that they have enough of a connection, that they don't even need to date. They are already engaged. And then they're just she's just going there to get married and bring her husband back. I <sighs> Dasha said, 
Because people are tired of washing dishes, LOL. I went through a paper plate phase. You would have hated me. Yes, you know what, Dasha? I'm not a fan. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of washing dishes, but I would prefer to eat on a regular plate than these paper plates. And Dasha, I ask you to think about your environment and think about, are you recycling those paper plates? Where are all these paper plates going? And how you can make a difference by washing your dishes on the non-peak hours so you can conserve and support your environment. Dash is like, nope. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Chris is like, oh, Lord. Listen, you guys, I'm a, I'm a peace, love, and environmentalist at heart. Don't forget that I'm Canadian. Okay? Don't forget that. Crystal, oh, Lord. We can all, we all do our small part. Anyhow, back to FaceTiming being enough. Uh, Ingrid is like, listen... Memphis is impulsive. She's a hothead. She can be intimidating. Hamza is is not ready. He may not be ready and doesn't know about her past. And she doesn't know about his past. And all she knows is that Hamza is a jealous type. And he doesn't know that she used to be married and has an ex-husband. And how that's going to fit into his whole religious beliefs moving forward. So there's a lot that they don't know. And I'm like, well... If you guys have been talking for like the past year, what have you guys been talking about? And it goes back to what Patty said. Like there are four things that I tell you guys all the time that you need to talk about before you get in a serious relationship with someone. It's very, very important that you have these, these conversations. And so you've been talking for a year and, and ex-husband didn't come up. How is that possible? How? What are y'all talking about besides... <laughs> Crystal is calling me out. Uh... How do you talk for a year and not talk about anything that's of substance, but then get engaged? How does your your future husband don't, don't know that you had an ex you have an ex husband? How does that work? Um, anyhow, she's hoping that there's an attraction. Um, and she talked about which I love her storyline so far because it's real. It's real life. Like she talked about how she's had some low self-esteem issues, how she's kind of gone through some rejection issues in the past um, and has these self-esteem issues because of these past relationships, you know, thinking that it was one thing and then real life feeling like you're being rejected. Um, yeah. It can hurt your esteem quite a bit, especially and like, don't get me started, but especially with all the images we see on TV and, you know, the pressure to feel perfect and look perfect and all the things, all the things. So I just thought, felt that this was a real moment that is, was relatable. Anyways, she can't have another letdown. Ingrid's like, she doesn't have it in her. I agree. She's been through so much and so much and so much and so much that another letdown would be hard for her. Um, but She's going to try. She believes that that this Hamza guy is going to be her person. So she's on a flight. 
She's at gate 28, but by the time she gets there, her bag has fallen out of the back of the trunk. She said her goodbyes. She's at gate 38. She needs to get to 28, so she starts running. And what I realized, too, is that she's not that she's not that big of a lady either, you guys. Her suitcase, did you guys notice her suitcase when she put the handle up? Was only level-headed with her head. So she's probably like, I don't know, she's definitely not quite five foot. Um, so she has to run to the gate and for her, it's time for her to be happy. She's putting herself first. Um, and last and certainly not least, you guys, he's also quickly becoming one of my favorites. Uh, is Mike, 34, from uh, Fiel's, New York City. I haven't even, and I've been to New York a bazillion times. I haven't even heard of this place. I meant to look it up, but I didn't. Um, anyways, he's into Lego, which makes sense. IT support. He's a volunteer firefighter, complete introvert, with which makes all the sense. Uh, but he likes to build, like, models and Legos and all of this stuff. He lives at home with his dad and his grandfather. He has two younger brothers, uh, but they both live outside of the house and they both have their own families. Um, and he said to him, to us, self-proclaiming that he's like the short runtish of the group. And I was like, aw, 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 Mike is a, like, Mike, oh, Mike has so much going on. Anyway, uh, he helps his dad take care of his grandfather, who's 94. Helps with, like, the hearing aids, the feedings, the washings, all the things. Larry is his dad. Hyman is his grandfather. Uh, they, too, eat off the paper plates. I know that has nothing to do with anything, but it does in my mind. <laughs> and now here's the kicker. So, Mike is 30. So, there are two things that I want you guys to pay attention to because it was huge. Okay. Mike is 34, and then he said that he hasn't had a relationship in the past 20 years, which means his relationship was when he was 14. And if you think about what 14 means and what that relationship looks like, uh, eh, eh, 14, not quite a relationship, but whatever. Um, so his high school relationship was for one year, and that's his only relationship that he's ever had. So you guys, his only relationship in his whole entire life, he was 14 years old, which just explains a lot about him to me. And I just, I just feel for him, you guys, because yes, Crystal, yes. Mike hasn't had a relationship. He deserves real love. Yes, like he deserves to be loved. And I have to tell you that I've known a couple of people like this where they haven't had love and they have this nervous energy and Mike has that a little bit and it's because it's, it's a bunch of different stuff, but he just deserves love. You guys, we all deserve love. He deserves love. And so I have a little soft spot for him because I just feel like he deserves all the happiness. We all do. So anyways, um, then he met, this girl in Colombia, and I, I say her name wrong, and I know you guys are going to crucify me for it. Amina? I think that's how you say it. And if I'm saying it wrong, it is what it is. So uh, Amina's 24. 
24, which says a whole lot, but he met her Columbia and they've been talking for about a year now. And he feels like he knows her fairly well. But then he shows like they show all these the footage, you guys, and all the footage is video, but it's all like the filtered FaceTime, all the thing stuff. And I was like, uh, how much do you really know if she's not really sending you like real pictures of herself, but whatever. Um, first red flag for me. And I'm gonna be protective of Mike because you know he's he's inexperienced. He's inexperienced and I just really want this dude to find love. Like you can tell that he wants it. He just hasn't found it. And this, I have a litany of reasons why I think that it hasn't happened for him. And it has to be hard for him being the eldest and his two younger brothers are like married off with their kids and all the things. And, you know, he self-proclaimed himself the rent of the family. It's very sad. It's very sad. He deserves to be loved. Anyhow, um, he feels like they have an emotional connection. All the language is a problem because she only speaks Spanish and he only speaks a little bit of Spanish. And so that's the second red flag for me, right? Because we've been there. We've been through the language translation apps and the interpreters and all the things and it doesn't work and all the things. We've been down this road before as well, you guys. So anyways, he meets up with his brother, Stephen. Um, they're very, very close. They don't look alike. His brother's 5'10". He's 5'4". Uh, but they're both volunteer firefighters. Um, and he tells his brother that, you know, he just really loves uh, Amina. And the brother even acknowledges, like, this is the happiest he's ever seen him. Uh, they explain that in addition to not ever finding love or yet, I'm throwing that in there, the disclaimer, yet Mike also lost his mom of colon cancer, stage four colon cancer nine years ago. Um, so he's been through some things himself as well, you guys. You know, he's trying to find his happy place and I am here for it. But he's going to go down to Colombia. He plans to propose when he's down there, which he already bought a ring, y'all. He already bought a ring for a woman that he hasn't ever met. He's never been in a real relationship ever in his life, which I personally think, too, when I talk about that nervous energy, you guys, I'm just going to come out and say it. I also probably think that he's still a virgin, which is fine. But all that is contributing to me that he's about to make a lot of bad decisions, uninformed decisions, uninformed, uninformed decisions that only stem from a lack of experience. And that's the part that I'm worried about because not only does he plan to propose and that he thinks that she's the one, um, he's going to do all of that in this trip. You can't even communicate to her, but you're going to propose to her which totally makes sense you guys why in the original um preview we saw you know the paul run who was running away he's running away because like he doesn't know how to deal with all this he's had not all of this experience and she seems mean to him already and we haven't even met her yet anyhow uh oh what is this lip tattoo about Yeah, the brother, younger brother, he's been, uh, he was with his woman or now wife for the past 10 years. 
uh, and it was took him 10 years to propose. So there's showing that like juxtaposition between this dude hasn't met this girl and he's going to pr- decide to propose versus it took his brother 10 years to, to propose to his wife. Uh, so the brother has a bunch of reservations about this. Um, and like, what is that going to look like? And Mike thinks that he's going to propose. They'll get married. She'll move in with, with him, the dad, the grandfather. That's also another red flag that looks like a hot mess. Um, oh, yeah, the lip tattoo on his neck. Thanks. I was wondering what my note was about. Thanks, Better Day, because I want to talk about that, too, because it was very distracting. You see it all the time. You see it, like, all the time. I. It's so... It's so 2005 to me. I don't know why. I just, I hate seeing them. I hate seeing the lip tattoo. I tried out to look up the meaning. I think I knew at some time, but I don't know anymore. But I just think it's super cheese, 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 cheese. Cheese. Let me know what you guys think about the lip tattoos on the neck. Some guys have it on the neck. Uh, I seen one guy have it like right around here as if like the lip woman is kissing. Oh my God. Stop it. You guys stop it with the dumbness. Anyhow. Um, he's been texting with, I always have to look at eczema Amina Amina for the past year. Uh, I told you guys that she was 24. She already has two kids, a three-year-old and the seven-year-old. Uh, and he, my lips are on my ex's neck circa 2004. Better days. I'm learning so much about you. I did call, I said it was early 2000. So you are right. Better days. Like that is a whole situation. I don't even understand. You're making me get sidetracked. I'm not for it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not for it. I think it's cheesy. Make better choices. Dasha, you need to go back. That I don't know how you didn't notice that tattoo, but it was huge. It took up his whole side of his neck. The whole side of his neck. Anyhow, um, Mike wants to have kids some days. And so this really sweet dude went toy shopping for her kids that he's never even met. And I just thought that was a beautiful thing. And I just feel for him because you can see you guys that he's about to crash and burn. He's about to crash and burn and it's going to be ugly. And uh, his, he's going to get his feelings hurt. And I feel so sad for him. I do. So here's the other thing. So Mike said that he had his first and only relationship when he was 14 and it lasted a year. We find out from his friend that he's never had a girlfriend. According to the friend, this is Mike's first girlfriend, first relationship. And he says, quote unquote, God bless him. Um, Says he has no past history to gauge from. He's naive. He's blinded by her looks. um, And it's going to get real, real fast. And I agree with all the things that the friend said. So now I'm like, oh, so you think you had a relationship for a year, but now we're kind of finding out that maybe like maybe it was a secret crush. Cause you know, when we're 14, we all had crushes. And so 
Maybe you had a year-long crush. That really technically means, like your friend said, that you've never had a relationship. This is your first relationship, first girlfriend, no no past history. It's just so, oh, I just feel for him. I feel for him. Um, so then the sales rep, let's talk about the sales rep at the toy store. And I was going to do it and I didn't get organized. I was going to wear two sets of glasses and my mask. Cause I don't know what was going on. I don't know what was going on with her. You guys, she was between the beanie, her glasses, and then her other glasses. And then her mask that was tied around her hat. And then her, all her opinions, there was a lot going on with her and she was feeling herself and she was like all in the business. I died of laughter. I died of laughter. I died of laughter. Okay. The mask, the hat, the double glasses, the hoop earrings, the prints, the scarf. <laughs> Kathleen was a hot mess, but I was here for it. Um, so she put in her two cents about the relationship and about his trip. And he and she's like, you know what? If it doesn't work out, I hope at the very least he gets a good cup of coffee. And of course I fell out because that is hilarious. And then his friends on the way out of the toy store give him like a heart to heart about um, blowing his money. You know, he's worked too hard to be spending all this money. And then the wife of his best friend asked, you know, like, how much have you sent her? Like, what have you done? He's, he helps with her rent. He's bought her a fridge. He bought her a washing machine. Um, and they were not impressed. They're like, you know what? She probably has mics all over the place. Um, you know, he, what did he say? He said, no, she said that there are probably mics all over the place. And then her husband said, yeah, there's probably like a mic in Arizona. There's a mic here, the mic there, mic every, everywhere, everywhere. And she's just milking all of you guys for your money. And I, I wouldn't be surprised you guys, because in the other preview that we saw, we saw that her ex is like some drug mule, drug man, drug, drug, I don't know, hitman, drug man. He's some cartel person. I don't know, 24, two babies, ex-drug boyfriend. It's a lot going on right there. And you're going to go to Columbia, never have been in a relationship, never had sex already send her a bunch of money and this is sounding like a good idea to you. I don't know. It's just one big red flag to me personally. One big red flag, but it was entertainment. You guys, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm digging the entertainment part of this whole shen, shindig. Like it's good that they have new people. We'll see what happens on this season. That was the episode. You guys, thank you so much for catching up. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe wherever you are. Yes, Crystal says, Lord, pray for Mike. Pray for Mike. Um, S4A, you guys can answer this because I don't buy paper plates, S4A, so I don't know. She's like, I'm curious uh, what paper plates cost in the Netherlands. They're 1.5 for a pack of 20. Um, I don't know. I don't buy paper plates. I, I'm against them, S4A, so I have no idea. I would say, I don't know, like maybe four bucks. Don't quote me because I literally have no idea. I'm just randomly guessing. But 
I'm sure Dasha, who is a paper plate girl, would tell you. I don't know if Rodella's in the chat, but Rodella will tell you because she's said that she's a paper plate person too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on, on the details of that. Anyways, great show, you guys. Thank you so much from wherever you're watching. I'm gonna probably be back in an hour because I have to cover the family Chantel because poor River, poor River. And in the meantime, you guys go to the 90 Day the Melanated Way and check out River's new haircut. Good night, y'all. <laughs>